gonna feel real good, alright? Most dope. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. Hi Poppy fans and welcome to the PO Forecast episode 12. Now it's not just me here today so I'm actually joined by the marvellous Matt. Yep, I'm back, I've made it. He's made it guys so it's not just me rambling on now for what was it 13 minutes on my own. Matt is back. Yep, yeah, you've got the enjoyment of me and my lovely voice on the air again. Maybe I should just cut him out. <laughs> Always welcome, mate. Always welcome. Well, Matt, we won. We did. Yay! Yep. Bradford. Yeah, still top of the league. Still undefeated away. Yeah, so that's great. We're gonna we're gonna quickly uh, review the Bradford game in a minute. Um, also, don't know if you heard about the great performance yesterday for the reserves. If that's what you want to call it. Yeah. Yep, we're gonna go into that as well in part one. Then we're gonna fly into part two, and in part two we'll be doing Matt's debate. With a bit of a twist this week. With a twist, which we'll come into. Yeah. And uh, Matt's debate this week is, with such a solid all-round squad, why can't Pompey kill teams off? That's it. That's it. Been that, an interesting one this week. That is the question. Uh, and then also we're going to go into part three, and we're going to be talking about the Maidenhead game. Yep. So if you've got tickets for that, you're a lucky bastard. And if you don't want it, then obviously... Give a shout to Pompey News now, the ticket one, PNN tickets. Yeah, shout us out and we can get a fan who does want to go, your ticket. Um, or if you just simply love me and Hugh and you want to give us a ticket, then obviously just shout us out. That's right, at Puck Drop UK. Or MCORIC87. No, no, at Puck Drop UK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then also we'll be talking about the Checker Trade Trophy thing with Tottenham and um, yeah, we should probably preview that as well. Little little shout out, yeah. Yeah, we've we got a couple of players to watch out for though, so yep. something interesting, a bit of an input there. So, right, part one, Bradford. Let's start with the positives, Matt. We won the game. We won the game. Gareth Evans back in the goal. Gareth Evans, that goal. Matt, do you want to talk us through it? Because I think it was an absolutely outstanding finish from Gareth yeah. Evans. Yeah, I think it was. I, I think, although the cross looked a little bit weak, I think there was every intention for it, for the ball to land there. I mean, Evans timed that run perfectly in my eyes. And, yeah. you know, it was a really great controlled finish. You know, and again, you know, there's nothing overly to rave about the game, overly too much. But I think it's a gritty win. Probably maybe not deserved in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, it shows defensive stability. And it also shows that, you know, we, we can grind out a gritty win now and again. Going through that goal again with uh, Gareth Evans, I think it was Pompey Carlo put that video up just showing how Curtis got the ball and he looked up, he knew where Gareth Evans' run was going to be before he made that pass, didn't yeah, he? So yeah. it, was, it wasn't just a, a shitty sort of pee roller that she came off his boot or anything, That's it was really it. intended. I mean, if you look at that video, you can see him look up into the space. So, you know, th- there's no doubt about how, how good the goal was. Yeah, it might have not looked impressive because he was off balance and had to, to play that ball in there, but he got the ball in there no matter what, you know. And, and that, for me, you know, is, is a good sign because we're, we're still scoring a goal in a game that we haven't really played well in. No, I agree. And, and that's where maybe a bit of class from the likes of Curtis and Lowe can come through for you, even if we didn't really create much yeah, else yeah. going on. I mean, there's a lot of talk at the moment about the goals drying up. From from Lowe and Curtis and and yeah we haven't seen them score for a little while but at the same time they're creating goals you know and and as mm-hmm. you've said already 
you know, to, to me before the show, I think the goals are being quite well spread out this season, although that is, again, something that I will bring up later in, in match debate. I think that other positives, obviously the defensive display, I don't really think they had that much. I mean, there's a lot of chances going Bradford's way. I mean, let's look at, the, at the, looking at the XG stats for you, the expected goal stats. You know, Bradford completely outclasses in that sense. So, you know, they had a 2.1 to get to Pompey's 1.2. Pompey didn't really have a chance after 50 minutes. And it's one of those things you think, a better team, they would have killed us off. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, the defence did what was needed to be done. Man of the match, Craig McGilvery, he he had a good game. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, mate, do you really think that it was his best game for us? (sighs) I think it, as I said to you, mate, beforehand, I think it's one of those, you have to give it to someone, he kept a clean sheet, you know, covered the goal well a couple of times and, and led the defence well. But, I mean, as you said as well, it could have just been given to Evans for the goal, really. It could have been given to Curtis for the assist. I don't think there's any real, you know, outstanding player for, for man of the match in that game. I mean, if if anyone did have a, a different opinion on that, obviously let us know. We're, we're yeah, always grateful for, for some tweets to let us know um, if we're talking rubbish. But, you know, I, I just think it's great that he's got another clean sheet, but it's, it's definitely not going to be his best one, that's for sure. No, because all, all the shots, if you look at, if you watch the game, you're there or you, you've watched, watched it on iFollow, I think that you'll see that they're comfortable. They're really comfortable saves. But those the chances that Bradford got could have they're quite dangerous. And yeah. a better team, this likes of Sunderland, yeah. they really would have tested them. I think McGilvery. a Bradford team last season, if that was the same team, they would they would have comprehensively beaten us. You know, and I think it would have been a slight embarrassment. In all honesty, yeah. Uh, trying to be so seeing the positives. You know, we still unbeaten unbeaten away from home. We got the yeah, three yeah. points. Yeah, no, completely. I, I think. There's going to be teams that will go, you know, away from home this season and, and they'll end up getting a draw and see that as a good result. Yeah, all right, we've not played well, but we've come away with three points again. And I, I don't think there's anything to argue about that, really. Yeah, the performance wasn't great. It's another 1-0. It's not an outstanding, um, you know, role of highlights, as, as we sort of said. But at the end of the day, you know, we're still unbeaten away. We've ground out another result. We've kept another clean sheet defensively. Yeah, a little bit dodgy in places but mm. you know they're they're fighting for the cause and, and that's important you know and it will be throughout the season so as we said you know it, it's not the greatest thing to shout out and there isn't overly a lot to, to rave about it but there's not yeah. that, there's not really that many talking points in the game really is it let's be not honest really. no neither no. team really created any Big any highlight reels yeah. really to talk about really and I think it's more just a, a case of I mean, I predicted a 4-1 win, yeah? yeah? And I really thought that Gareth Evans scores after 11 minutes. I was like, here we go, boys. You know, here's my, here's my 4-1 coming on. It's been coming. You look at the chances we had against, against Stanley, etc., and you think, hey, these are going to start going in. And against a yeah. team like Bradford, who have been so poor, like so unbelievably poor, especially recently, and all their managerial turmoil and everything that's going on at the club, you just got to think, I thought we'd score more goals. Yeah, but yeah. You know, that's where it is. We got the win and we just have to move on and hope the performance is better in the next game. That's it, yeah. No, completely. And I think at some point, you know, these chances will start going in. I think we've all just got to be patient and, you know, carry on being the sports that we are. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> that's it, really. That's the Bradford game, yeah. Let's move on to the great, great performance against <laughs> AFC Wimbledon, the reserves. Yep. Lost 4-0. Yep, so obviously... Lackluster is uh, the word I use. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was some, some names up there, wasn't there? There was McGee, Walks, Louis Dennis, Danny Rose, Brandon Houndstrup. You know, and against a, an AFC reserve team... You know, four nil doesn't really look great on paper. No, you know, not at all. And and we've we've had a look at the highlights and the and the goals, and they are poor, poor goals, aren't they? Really, yeah. apart from the first one, which you know McGee couldn't really overly do much. He sort of spun in the box and volleyed it in from quite close range. Um, but other than that, they were just poor and conceded. And I mean, what was interesting was when the second goal went in, it was a header like with a, a cross sort of pinged up onto the back post. Yeah, and. Once it went in, McGee was fuming and you could hear him shout, you know, you've got to win these headers. And, yeah, you know, you do. You, you do have to win these headers. It, you need to be fighting for it. And you said, didn't you, that there was a lot of performances that, you know, there was no real sort of care, you know. That's such. it. I mean, I, I sent uh, Papa Bunce out to, he actually <laughs> went, went to the game and he was reporting back to me by tweets, etc. And, um, you know, we're just getting some information out there. And what he said was, you know, player to player, who is playing well. We probably, on the field, the players we had looked pretty high skilled in some ways, okay? Yeah. But the team wasn't there together. Um, and we'll go into this a bit more later in, in, in part two. But I've, I do think that he said some of the best players in the field was even people like Anton Walks and, and Hanstrup. And we conceded four goals. Yeah. So... And just for listeners, Walks did play centre-back in this game. Yeah, he did, yeah. Which is out of position as well. I'm not sure it's his best position either. No, I mean, he played it in the um, Checker Trade Trophy, didn't he, at Crawley? Yeah. He started at at centre-back. And, I mean, in that game, again, there was nothing to really shout about. And he didn't really have a lot to do. Obviously, yesterday, by, by the sound of the score and the look of the highlights, he did have a lot to do. And, you know, maybe hasn't done that. But yet... You know, still showed that passion and and that want to to try and get a result and guide the young players as well that were playing. Good shout out to McGee as well, who apparently was shouting and very vocal uh, throughout the game. He looked apparently really professional. Mm-hmm. You know, he was talking to the young players. He was um, talking to you know, went and thanked the officials, spoke to the, the other team's players at the end of the game, mm. and it's good to see because you know he's not getting much. Not game time. You, you could think that it would be excusable, even if he was had his head down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but, no, completely. You know, he wasn't, and you know, he's been positive, and and that's, I think mean, that's, you know, commendable, really. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, so for such a, a young person as well, you know, to have a, a head on the shoulders and you know, drive the young players forward and talk to them, and you know, show an example of you know, you know, sportman, sportsmanship at the end of the game and go and speak to the officials and the coaches and the Wimbledon players, you know. It's a it's a really like commendable thing, as you said. Yeah, he's you not know. getting frustrated and throwing his toys out the pram, sort of thing. Yeah, that's it, and then that's good to know that we've got a, a sturdy backup keeper as well. You know, it, it's a, a lot of reassurance, and I think the good thing is Kenny can rely on McGee. You know, especially when he's going to have a, a better defence in front of him if we need to, to bring him yeah. in at all this season. So, I mean, again, the, there's some positives out there, but there's a, there's a lot to talk about in part two on our personal opinions on, on this obviously. what to do with the reserve set up and what to do basically with these young players and how to develop them that's it yep alright mate I think we've done pretty well in 
talking enough about those two games because yeah. there wasn't really too much to, to go over it. But yeah. we'll play some sort of little jingle and then we're going to fly into part two. That's it. I nearly yeah. said part three then, but no, part two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, part two coming up. Welcome back to part two of the PO forecast. And just before we do Matt's debate, yep. we need to wish Greg... A very happy birthday today, mate. It is Greg's birthday at Walk This Way, if you don't know who he is. Yeah, Greg I... gives us the, the um, match highlights every every Saturday on Twitter. If you guys haven't, uh, you know, followed Greg, then it's, it's definitely worth a follow. He always provides good uh, highlights every week. Definitely so... give Greg a follow. And join Ricardo Rocha in his follows there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, He's that's how fan. popular Greg is. So, anyway, uh, happy ha- birthday, dude. Happy birthday, dude. And in honour of your birthday... We will now be doing Greg's debate. Yeah, this week a very special birthday uh, debate. So uh, it's yours this week, Greg. So, do you know what time it is? I do know what time it is. It's time for Mad's debate. We still got the jingle there, so it's going to be Greg's debate. But hey, Pompey fans, it's time for Greg's debate. <laughs> and today we will be asking: with all the talent in the squad, what is stopping Pompey killing teams off? Well, this is a a fantastic question. Probably better than mine, so Greg's probably going to end up replacing me on the show. But um, He would do if he could get here. <laughs> yeah. But, cheers, mate. Thanks for the support. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what can Pompey do to finish teams off? Well, uh, I'm going to go controversial a little bit. Get ready. And it, and it's, <laughs> 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 well, I don't know if that's an option, mate. But, um, I mean, the... Pro- the the problem is, I, I'm a big fan of Hawkins. I think he he causes so many problems. But the big thing for me this season is goals. And that's obviously, you know, been shown. And, and by our discussion about the Bradford game, there wasn't really much to talk about. No. I said to you in the break, if we had Pittman of last year, I think we'd be six, maybe nine points clear already this season. Unfortunately, we haven't got that Pittman this year. and That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. It's Pittman of... Last year, yeah, not just Pittman, no, because I think there's a difference at the moment, a difference in how we play, yeah, a difference in how he's playing, yeah, yeah, completely. I think last year it worked for him, you know, the the ball was a lot of the time around the edge of the area, there was a lot of balls getting stood up on the back pose for yeah. him, you know, and that's the way he likes to play this season with Curtis. There, we're more direct. You know, going yep. forward and, and running at players, you know, and, and sweeping low balls across. I think, you know, in my in my opinion, and Pittman's not the type of player that's going to come steaming in at the near post and try and get a foot on something. No, you know. here's how it is. In my opinion, there. Okay, you've got a different way of playing. You've got Hawkins, okay, who facilitates those players around yeah. him, yeah. and what he needs then is is someone like Evans again, then to make that run into the box past him. Yeah. Um, and then he can get those goals, or Thompson, or whoever you want to play mm-hmm. in that 10 position. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've got the two attacking players, left and right of him, and they get in behind defenders by him creating space by drawing the ball. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we're playing. Yep. Although we are missing him scoring the goals up front. That's the problem there. Everything else, yep. great. Pittman, at the moment, okay, yeah, has got that ability, but he's not quick either. No. And I feel that if you're not going to be the player who's bringing players to allow them to go behind the defence, okay, which Hawkins does, creates that extra space for the, the quick players we've got, yep. then you need to be one of those players getting getting in front of the defenders yourself and yeah. getting in that position to, and to tap in the home. channels. Yeah. 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 
And that's where I think maybe we're lacking someone up front. Yeah. And the, I mean, the, the big shout from me is, I think Paul we Benson. need to go out... <laughs> Paul Benson. <laughs> Michael Smith. <laughs> yeah. I can film one. I can film one, yeah. Blow the transfer yeah. window budget. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I think it... Wes Fogan. Wes Fogan. <laughs> I think it's a big topic, isn't it? And I, I think there's so many things. People might say, let's change the tactics. Let's, you know, bring this player in. Let's bring this player in. Let's rotate the wings. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many things we can do. Um, but long term, we need someone who's going to be scoring goals. And yeah, we've got players around our striker scoring goals, but we haven't got a striker that's scoring goals at the moment. And if you want to win the league and you want to kill games off early, you know, and, and get these goals, and especially when the the opportunities arise, obviously it goes back to the XG you were talking about. We only have 1.2 at Bradford. Yeah. You know, we need to have more of them. But I think when you've got, a striker that's going to be getting in those channels and you know getting up above defenders and who's powerful and, and can drive the, the game forward a bit more and put pressure on defences. You know, I think you're going to get more of those opportunities, and you know, that player you hope is going to take them. So, my shout is go out and get someone, go out in January and get someone at least it's worth a go if it's going to you know get us another 10 15 goals a season. So be it for me, really. I think Kenny Jacket tried to do that when he bought in Mason, didn't he? Yeah. That's what he thought he'd do. Another striker, another option, someone who he thinks can score goals yeah. at this level. But I'll be honest, we've seen him a few times. I don't think he's done anything to think that he should start. Yeah, and, and I mean, this is the problem. He's not played football for so long, has he? No. So, you know, it, there's so much confidence missing there from him. That penalty against Crawley just shows, even from the spot. Yeah, 12 yards out, you know, finish the game off. You mm. know, and he couldn't even do that. And and that's not slating him, because I know that he has got the talent there. And, and Jacket wouldn't have brought him in if he didn't think that he had the talent there. Yeah. But I think he's just missed so much football recently and hasn't played, you know, competitive first-team football for so long. I just don't see how you're going to bring him in. And, and for anyone that doesn't know, he did get... Um, pulled off on the reserve two game. minutes in I think it was unfortunately yeah. I've never said it's precautionary so you know he felt something you, you want to you rest him up take him off but these are the sort of games in these reserve games that yeah. you really want to play like that just to show you that he should be chosen yeah. and until he does that for me he's not going to get a sniff in the starting lineup. I mean the, there was another sort of point I wanted to make as well Hugh which you brought up earlier yourself actually was that maybe rotating the wingers you know, swap, yeah. swapping Curtis and Lowe. I think the best thing now, and this could possibly be where more goals and, and the game might be killed off, is the fact that Andre Green's back and Wheeler's both back. And I think if Curtis and Lowe aren't having that impact and you bring someone on like Andre Green in the second half, is he going to kill the game off? Is he With his pace and his ability, is he going to cause, you know, the, the final sort of... I don't know, knife in the back, shall we say? Yeah, and I think David Wheeler has the ability as well to do the same with his sort of direct pace and running as well. I think I think you have to... Kenny Jacket, when these guys are back, might have to look to the bench in these situations. Yeah. When you're not creating chances, and, you know, from in Bradford from 50 minutes onwards, pretty much, you've got to think, right, you know, after 10 minutes, 60, 65 minutes, you know, you need to be making a change. And yeah. I think you have to not be worried about subbing off some of those players yeah. who you think are your, you know, your goal, you know, you want to keep them on because they're the, the players that you think can maybe change the game. But if they're yeah. not performing well at yeah. the time or they're struggling for whatever reason, 
and all defenders might have you know got the better of them. It happens. It's, it's not, not yeah. a diss. No, yeah, then yeah. you need to be able to look to the bench, and that's what we've got a squad for. It's not just that's who it. plays, who starts. It's how can we make an impact from the bench, and that's I think. We maybe need to be looking a bit more at that, not bringing them on 85 minutes no. or whatever, but we need to be thinking, hey, let's change this up now and let's get you know on I the front foot. It's been a big topic, hasn't it? That you know, Jacket hasn't turned to the bench a lot this season to, to change a game as such, you know, when, when we've needed it and maybe when we have been on top and we can kill a game off. Yeah, all right, Green's been out for, for quite a while now and we've missed that, but Wheeler's been back for the last couple of weeks and. I've not seen or heard much of him. No. You know, and and, it, and this this is where, you know, yes, Lowe's a big name and yes, Curtis is a big name, but I agree with you. I think, drag them off if you need to. If if it's going to upset them, then it's only going to make them better for the next game that they've been pulled off in that game, in my eyes. You know, yeah. if, if I was a player that was on form and, you know, I wasn't quite getting the rub of the game and I got pulled off, it would only make me want to play better the next game. And that's where, you know, the, the argument of... of the size of the squad and the competition for places comes into sort of discussion as such, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, for sure. I just, I also, I, I think that when you know when we're saying about Hawkins not scoring goals, let's be honest, he has been scoring goals. He scored what was it three games, three games in a row? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's you know he scored with his feet, he scored with his head. Okay, he needs service as well to him. And yeah. I actually think that his lack of goals is more of a product of us not creating quality chances. Yeah. And I think that when you saw Ben Thompson, for instance, against Burton, yeah. break through, okay, and then get on the right, beat the defender, put the ball in the box, Hawkins finished you know, really yeah, well. He, did, yeah. he just needs a certain type of, of service up front. Yeah. And if he's given those chances, he has added those goals to his game. Yeah, so yeah, people yeah, are saying, yeah. oh, you know, what's he done? Assist, assist. No, he's actually been scoring goals and it's worth sticking up for him. Yeah, no, 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 I agree. No, and, I, you know, I, I'm I'm a big pro Hawkins. Um, big, big pro Hawkins yeah. fan. I, I, I mean, I think he's got it all there. I just don't think he's ready to go and score 20 goals this season. I think as much as you could tear him up on a plate, I don't think he's going to get his 20 goals this season. But if you get 15 goals from Curtis, 15 goals from, from Lowe, Lowe, 15 yeah, yeah, goals yeah. from Evans, it doesn't really matter. No, no, no. That's when... It's Right, and if those three and Green and Wheeler can chip in with yeah. five, six, seven Thompson, each, you know, Thompson can chip in with four or five through the season, then yeah, those goals are being made up, mm-hmm. you know. But Lee Brown, <laughs> if if I think if Lee Brown had scored every time you predicted it, then he'd be top scorer of the season. But it's just coming, mate. Yeah, he's coming. It's away. He's coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that's that's my answer to the, to the debate this week is I think. Either go out and get a striker that's going to score you the twenty goals, or start using the bench, start using the players that he bought in for this this purpose. You know, we've bought in mm-hmm. players like Green, which I mean, anyone can say, yeah, or he's been out in and really he shouldn't have turned up with a, with an injury and then got off for four weeks on a loan deal. But at the end of the day, the guy's quality. He's he's quality, and Villa fans proved that by being pissed off that he went in the first place so yeah yeah you know now he's back we need to use him we really need to use him we need to use Wheeler we need to get these players coming on when teams are tired and running at them and you know finishing Mm -hmm. the chances off so that's that's my answer either go and get a player or you start utilizing the squad I think utilizing the bench as well you know we'd have to say take these players out the starting lineup but hey let's just mix it up when it's not working yeah so next question we're going to go into another question we put out on twitter so let's just roll into it, basically. But should Kenny Jackett send more players out on loan to help their development? Mm. Uh, I think that reserve game, it, 
It was so lacklustre. And I've been thinking about putting some of these players out on loan for a while now. We've been talking about this. Yeah. The likes of Louis Dennis, yep. who he brought in. Now, he's on a two-year contract, okay? He doesn't need to be playing in the first team right now. He's not a one-year or bust signing. He's given, he's given a couple of years. <laughs> you know, we want to develop him as a player. And they obviously think he's got the ability to come in and make an impact in the first team. Yep. It doesn't have to be right away. And I think that he needs some games. And he needs to play regularly. He's a young player who needs regular football. I agree with you, mate. I 100% agree with, with what you were saying as well. I mean, he's come out of conference football where he's done brilliantly. And they obviously felt by perching him this season, especially now, seeing that he hasn't gone out alone, they obviously felt he was good enough for League One. So he's not getting into the team. He's not playing regular football. Therefore, he's losing confidence. And I agree 100% where you said earlier, it's almost turning into another Nicky Cabamba situation with yeah. Lee Dennis. Yeah. You know, and we've all seen what happened with Nicky. It's it's no no down to him. You know, he's he's done well to get himself down at Haven. You know, he's got himself on yeah. the score sheet a couple of times in important games this season as well. So, you know, I'm happy for him. But I just feel like if you've got the opportunity to do it, you've either got to be like we were with Jamal and just throw him in there and let him, you know work it out for himself make some mistakes such. here and there and yeah learn, learn the game you know or you need to get him out on loan get him playing regular what and League this, 2 this is what of, I'm thinking League 2 would fit him perfectly yeah it's a know. step up from where he was at Bromley yeah but yet it's still competitive enough for him to be playing regular football you know he'd be training week in week out playing league football week in week out yeah Obviously, we all know from the four years we spent in League Two how competitive it can be as well, you know, and how difficult it can be. So he would learn so many different aspects of the game by dropping down into League Two and, and getting regular football. Interesting that, you know, before the show, we were we were sort of discussing this with a few people on Twitter and a lot of people are saying, no, no, we need the squad. We need the squad. You know, at some point yeah. it's going to, you know, come back and we're going to need these players. 100% agree. We might need this squad. Yeah. You know, we might need these players. It's a long season. Who knows what happens? But at the end of the day, these players went out and played a reserve game against AFC Wimbledon and lost 4-0. You know, so what What part of, you know, Tom Naylor is going to be going, oh, hang on a minute, Danny Rose is, is sniffing behind me. Not at all. No. But if we do need Danny Rose at some point, wouldn't it be better to have him at a competitive level where he's been playing first team yeah, football definitely. than not having it? So, as I said to you... Have a recall option. Have a recall option in the loan. You know, and at least then he's out playing first-team football. And if we do need to bring him back, because we've unfortunately picked up an injury, and I mean, I'm touching with that doesn't happen. But if it was, at least he'd be a fit Danny Rose and be yeah. able to just step into a few games, you know, and we wouldn't have to sit there and think, well, hang on a minute, he turned out against AFC Wimbledon a few weeks ago and, you know, got walked all over. And you've got to look at um, people like um, Adam May, has gone on loan yep. to the shots, and you think he's... Been scoring goals, confidence, got the fans, you know, onside. I know they're really happy with him playing there. Yeah. And you think that's helping his develop that's helping his development. You know, he, yeah. he needs to develop his attacking game. You know, Kenny Jackett was quite clear saying that he wants him to be a more an attacking midfielder and he's gone mm. there and started scoring goals. Yeah. So I understand there's some players, yeah, who are quite young and etc. who don't necessarily need to be going out and playing every week quite mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a mm-hmm. there's a mixture and I'm sure with the youngsters the club know when that player's ready to go out. But some of the yeah. other players we've got now who are a little bit older, on multi-year contracts, you, you've got to think about giving them some more games. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Danny Rose is, is going to go 
at some point, whether it be January or the end of the season anyway. Hopefully we keep him as a squad player, just, you know, for, for reserve purposes, backup, injury, step-ins, you know, either way. But, I mean, it, it kind of goes on, on what... I mean, we, we obviously had the privilege of going down to Bogner and speaking with Robbie Blake. And, I mean, he said it himself, you know, a lot of these lads can, can go and play academy football and they'll play in front of 50 people. And, I mean, Papa Bunce was saying there was 50 at the AFC Wimbledon game on yeah. the scouting mission. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's fine. That's great. You know, they they're getting the, the the experience of playing academy football against academy players, but there's nothing like real competitive men's football, no. whichever league you're playing in. The, 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 at least you're playing competitive physical football. And out of those fifty people, most of them would have been scouts, coaches, staff, whoever. And the odd couple yeah. of people that have popped along, yeah, you know, to go yeah. and, check and it that out. was free. So there's not that much pressure to be playing under the spotlight. There, he, those players need to go out online. Yeah, I, I think especially Louis Dennis being of such a young age, I think he needs to, to at least consider getting him out on loan, even if he doesn't want to get the likes of Danny Rose out on loan or Hanstrup. I mean, probably went to Wembley. Did he go to Wembley? You know what I mean? And you, you've got to think that he's been. He's played in that sort of buzz, and he's got his yeah. team there, and he's they've gone to Wembley and all that sort of thing, and then suddenly now he's playing in a park basically in front yeah. of fifty people, including coaching staff. Yeah. And I mean that's no progression for him. He's not learning anything by playing in a reserve game, as far as I'm no. concerned. You know, I think if he wants to, if we want him to learn, and we want to see him in in the next year or so, and especially. If we continue to perform and we step up in the championship, you know, you've got to start wondering where, where the intention and plans are for him, you know, at that stage because he's nowhere near a championship player at the moment and he's certainly not a championship squad player at the moment. So he's not going to learn that unless he, he's playing football. So it's a waste of just sitting in, in the reserves. You know, he's going to be gone in a year's time if, mm. if it carries on like that and we'll lose out to, to someone who will go and pick him up and take a chance on him. So, you know, I think it's worth a shot. Get him out on loan, give him, give him something at least, you know. Well, yeah, I think we covered that, and I think me and you are quite passionate on our feelings on that. I yeah. know a lot of guys don't, people don't agree on Twitter with us. No, no, they don't. And obviously, but that's what it's all about. That's what the conversation's exactly. all about. Exactly, and this is why we have a debate every week. You know, we've got our opinions on it. We love to hear everyone else's opinions as well. You know, it, enlighten us. And again, you know, once you've listened to this, get get your thoughts onto onto Twitter at PO Forecast. Yeah, tweet us up at PO Forecast, and let us know if you think we're completely bonkers or if you actually agree with some of our points we've made. That's it. Yep. Right, so I think that's the end of end of part two. Yep. So we'll play some sort of like jingle again and we'll roll straight into part, part three. three. And there's two games to, to preview. There is. Big, yep. games, big games. Big teams. Yep. And uh, Hugh's done a, a little bit of uh, sourcing some information on uh, some key players for the games as well. All right, so part three coming up. Welcome back to part three of the PO forecast. And it's time to preview the Maidenhead game that's it so it's uh, completely unknown for me and you a team that we actually have no idea about apart from the one superstar that you were talking about Pompey fans now this is a, a reason to travel there even though no one can travel there because hardly any people got tickets but if you could in theory travel there everyone can get their arms out in the air because have you heard Matt I have heard. About the bird. Everybody heard. <laughs> the bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. Bird, bird, bird. That's right, Pompey fans. If you're nostalgic for Ryan Bird, he's playing for Maidenhead. He is. And what a fantastic record. Player to watch out for. How many goals is he? He's got one. In 13? 13. Yeah. One yeah. in 13. Maybe he's not prolific, but I think he 
brings another sort of some dynamic elements to the game. I mean, to be honest, mate, he sounds sounds like the perfect signing in January, if you ask me. Matt, you were you were, <laughs> you were you were on the lookout for a prolific number nine. Well, you know, a big physical number nine. Hashtag bring back bird. It'll bring back bird. <laughs> Love it. Imagine if he did score a hat trick against oh, us. Don't. It'd just be so pompy, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Come on, it'd be so pompy. It might be worth a few quid just for just for jokes. So I mean, let, let's roll back to a couple of years ago when we got the joys of drawing Aldershot, who yeah. were also in the conference, and lost uh, one nil at their gaff in a replay after a boring nil nil draw at front pole. Yeah, Danny Holland's captain the team, so that says how long ago that was. I think the, the shots called it a, a proper Hampshire derby. Hampshire derby, yeah, of course they did. Of course they did for them. Anyway, forgetting about that. Forgetting about that history. Let's yeah. go into Maidenhead, who yeah. are currently this season in the conference. Uh, won five, drawn two, lost twelve. They have indeed. Um, although two of those twelve uh, came with a six nil defeat and a seven nil defeat. Now Kenny Jackett went to watch him, didn't he? They he played did. on Tuesday. Is it? Tuesday uh, yeah, so it's like Tuesday last week. Yep. Yeah. So um, he played Avent and they lost seven nil. Seven nil. I mean. Yeah, and on the Saturday before that, that's when they lost six nil. So two games in a row. You know they'd conceded eleven goals. So, um, really, you've got to be saying this is a routine win for us. It should be, shouldn't it? But then again, I looked at the weather forecast and it's raining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um, everybody, just a pre-warning, we're now going to be doing a weather update. Obviously, we know how Pompey love playing in the rain. Yeah. So, um, great news for this weekend. It is tipping it down in Maidenhead. <laughs> bring bring coats, just in case there's no cover there, at York Road in their 4,000? Four, 4, yeah, it's 4,000. So, a little bit about them before we just like start babbling on about shit. Basically, they play at York Road, which apparently is the oldest senior football ground has been continually used by a club. That's it. So, founded in 1871. Yep. So, that's that's pretty old, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, some good history there. Apparently, no improvements have been made since then. Probably not, right. <laughs> right. So, um, they're 21st in the conference. They're behind Avon on goal difference. They've got minus 21. They finished 12th last season. Yep. So, mid-table, but, yeah, they got promoted. For, uh, they're National League South champions, 2016-17. We've all heard about the bird. We did all hear about the But bird. have you heard about their chairman? I haven't heard about their chairman. I mean, this, this goes hand in hand, surely. Yeah, it does indeed. So, you, obviously, you've got their chairman, who apparently, you know, really backed the club. Yep. Um, apparently, he's got a bit of a sense of humour. Um, but his name is um, Peter Griffin. Yeah, yeah. So, there's uh, Peter Griffin and Ryan Bird, the yeah, word. That's it. You know, so, um, good bants there. I'm sure everyone will spot him. He'd probably be quite easy to see with his glasses and his green trousers. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing is, yeah, you think we're going to tonk him. Who are we going to start, Matt? Who's going to actually going to play? Is Kenny Jackett going to just roll out a reserve side against them? Yeah, or, yeah. And how reserve is he going to be? I think it's going to be pretty reserve, mate. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't think there's any need to risk... You know, a squad that's you know flourishing in League One at the moment. There's no need to really overly risk these players. I think you'll see the likes of McGee starting goal. I think yeah. Walks will be playing. I think Houndstrop will play. I think Burge will play. Who goes in with Burge? He might play Clark still. He might still play Clark. Yeah, or he might play Jack. You know, just yeah. get him get him back a bit. See what they're like playing together. Yeah, um, I think you'll see Ben Close come into yeah, the team. Yeah, I think Ben Close will play. I think um, you definitely see Green. Hopefully, get some minutes on the weekend. Yeah, he's free. Wheeler, I think Wheeler will play, um, and then up front, I think 
I mean, you've got to go with Brett, really, haven't you? Give him a run out. Give him a run out. Maybe if he can get a few goals, get his confidence yeah, up. I think so. And I think you know, he it's should good tear them apart, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's a good opportunity for Brett, isn't it, really? You know, it's it's an opportunity for him to get some confidence. And I think that's what all of us are hoping for, because then maybe that slightly salty issue we were talking about earlier. Maybe you don't have to go out and splash the money on Bird. That's it, yeah, yeah. Or, or Paul Benson. Paul Benson, or Michael Smith, or... or Akin Femwa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The list goes on. The list does go on, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where we stand on this game really. But also another point's worth um, raising, obviously, if you don't know already and you live you know under a stone or in a cave, uh, it's on BT Sport as well. So if you can't get to the game, you can watch it on TV. Yep. That's always good omens for Pompey as well. We're on TV and it's raining. Oh I know, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Do you know what I used to dread when we were on TV? But last season we had a couple that we we won quite comprehensively on tv so um yeah well let's see let's Let's see see. if times are changing yeah fingers crossed so that's the game Um, matt what's your score predictions it's a hard one isn't it it is i mean i think you could you could go and shout out oh we're gonna get five we're gonna get six i think you know you've got to remember maidenhead are gonna turn up because they're gonna want a replay they're gonna want the gate receipts at frat and a big day out for them isn't it but I'm going to go for a comfortable 3 0. I think, you know, we're going less than half the goals that haven't scored against them. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think you can go on on the basis that having beaten seven, it's a cup game. You know, they're going to be up for it no matter what. They're going to make it difficult. It's obviously not going to be an easy place to go to, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not going to be a big pitch for us to knock the ball around on. So go in at 1 0 at half time, come out and just finish the game off second half. You're going with a 3 0. I'm going with a 3 0. Yeah. Break to score two. Nice. I'm going to go with a conservative 2 0. Yeah. I think that we're going to find it a bit difficult. It's going to be physical. And I think that maybe we're not going to be that motivated to play this game in a rainy day away at a non league ground. I think the team's not going to be necessarily up for it. I'm going to give, go for that. I'm going to say 2 0. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, just a quick one. I would, I mean, I would like to see. Possibly, maybe a couple of the youngsters that have come into the squad recently as well. Maybe get a little bit of time if we're comfortable yeah, in the yeah. second half. You know, like yeah. serve McGoy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you know it's good against Crawley. It'd be nice, you know, to see those young players get a run out. Yeah, even if Louis Dennis came on and got a few minutes as well, that'd be great as well. well I know. think it'd be nice for him to play in the game. Yeah, if he's not being played in this game, by the way, loan him out. Yeah, hundred percent. You can't <laughs> play him against Maidenhead. Loan him out. No. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, so that's our prediction for this game. Now, I thought we'd quickly talk about the... I just knocked over my can of monster. <laughs> Let's quickly talk about the um, the Tottenham game. Uh, I spoke to uh, Lennon Bradigan, who's a, he's a Spurs blogger. He focuses purely on, on the youth football as such. And yeah. I said, you know, who should we look out for? Who should popular fans look out for? You know, it's a checker trade trophy, so I thought most fans aren't really that interested in the whole game as such, but we're interested in young players, youth football, potential loan targets, who knows, we've got some connections there, so we have um, spoke to Lennon, um, yeah, give him a follow on Twitter, um, at L-M-C-C-A-N-D, at L-M-C-C-A-N-D, give him a follow. So, he's pointed out a few players to watch, three of them, in, three of them actually, he's got Anthony Giorgio, Giorgio, I suppose you say his name. Um, he's, he's a Cyprus international. He's very quick. He can play left back. He can play left midfield. Um, I was speaking to him about this before when I was thinking of potential loan targets that we could we could get. Um, he's very highly rated and he's the kind of person that probably would give someone like, well, probably not Nathan Thompson, but say Walks is playing, 
yeah. quite quite a lot of problems down that side as well. Yeah. Um, I think someone would have to track back and provide some extra cover on that on that side. Um, you've got um, Jamie Bowden, who's apparently got a lot of a lot of skill on the ball, and he played both in in both of their two um, EFL games. Um, he's a sort of central midfielder. He said, he, I think Leonard said a sort of Carrick-esque sort of player. Gets the ball moving, gets it ticking. So people have to, if we can win the midfield battle against that sort of player, that'll be useful. Uh, and the last one, I don't know why I like this name so much, but it's George Marsh. George Marsh, yeah. Which sounds like a very steady name, George <laughs> Marsh. But yeah, he's also a steady central defensive midfielder. He has been on the bench recently for Spurs. Yep. So he's got quite a lot of promise. Apparently, he sounds like a good Pompey-style player. He's physical. He never stops running. Um, yeah, he's been on the bench a few times. So, I think they've got quite a lot of few players as well missing on international duty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Lennon, as you did ask the question, you probably won't see Ronan Curtis play on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. He's on international duty. But, yeah, yeah. No, so cheers for that, Lennon, and appreciate the update. Again, check the trade trophy, Matt. Yeah. Come on, throw us a prediction. Uh, one all. Pompey went on penalties. Yeah? Yeah. All right, like that one. Goals. Goal even. What do you do with this? Um, ben Close. Ben Close. Yeah. Like, uh, sort of, do you reckon a replica of his goal against Gillingham? <laughs> In the trophies? Actually, I'll tell you what. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go for David Wheeler. David Wheeler. David Wheeler. He, he's, yeah. Don't want to call him a, a, a checker trade trophy. Uh, no, scorer. I really hope that isn't going to be David Wheeler's use this season. I mean, what a waste of talent that would be. But he's got the quality, and I think he'll he'll be getting into that game, especially you know coming back from injury. Needs to get his fitness levels up. Weekend's a good choice for him as well. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully that'll give him some confidence. And I think he'll tuck one away against Tottenham as well. I'm going to go with Brett Pittman one 0 I'm going to go assisted by McGee. <laughs> right. He's basically going to be watching good old uh, <laughs> MCG playing the ball forward. He's going to go, look, do you know what? McGilvery plays a good assist. I'll have some of that. He's been practising <laughs> and training. He's going to keep the ball up long like he does for Hawkins. The ball's going to bounce funny over the top and Pittman's going to score. A little poaching goal. Get some confidence. 1-0, done the job. Are you sure that Lee Brown isn't going to get one from down the tunnel where it's going to bounce down the steps and he's going to like volley it out with a little curl back up towards the threat and in the top corner? Lee like. Brown's not going to be playing this No, game. no, we, no, we need to I mean, rest him. He's going to be down the tunnel when, and it's going to drop down there and he's going to curl it back out into the net. You know we said about impact sucks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we bring him on in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it at the end of the, of the episode today. So yeah, cheers we're for listening. Too much crap. Now. Cheers for listening. Yeah. Give us a follow at PO Forecast at Pompey News Now uh, at MCorrick87 at Puckdrop UK. And by the way, if you if you're listening on SoundCloud, cheers for that. You can also listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. If you want us to put it on some other podcasting outlet, give us a shout. Tweet us up, and until we speak next time, play Pompey. Play Pompey. This is gonna feel real good, alright? Most dope. Everybody, please put a thumb in the air. Hey!